You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more information, go to knownlegacy.org. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. I burned the top of my mouth yesterday. Doing what? I would assume eating food. Of course. You're not putting like a, I put a a cattle prod in my mouth. No. Well, I was eating pizza. And you know what? You know when like you're, but I was so hungry and, uh, and pizza is so good. And so then I'm like, (laughs) it was like the dumb thing, you know, and like, it's like you start eating like, ah, that's hot. And then I was like, and then I did it again. And then I did it again. And then I would go, maybe if I drink like a cold drink and then do it. Yeah, that doesn't fix it. So this morning I'm brushing my teeth and there's like I'm like bleeding oh. on the top because it's that bad. But so what kind of pizza was it? You're gonna. It was a tombstone. It was a five dollar like Red Baron. Oh, I love the Red Baron. They're so good. It is really that that crispy crust thing yeah. that goes on yeah, there. Yeah, it was amazing. So okay, so if you could have one frozen pizza, would it be Red Baron? <sighs> See, I this is a, this is the deep philosophical debate now. <laughs> Because, because <laughs> I do like DiGiorno and I like the oh, stuffed no, crust. The no. stuffed crust DiGiorno, but the problem—no, hang on—it's too bready. Yes. Like so, if it's like a thin, crispy one, yeah, Red Baron is really good. See, I'm a Tombstone. Or guy. Tombstone's oh, good. I love the cheap Tombstone. I feel so dirty when I eat it. <clears throat> so dirty. Tombstone. Speaking of Tombstone, yeah. kind of reminds me of country music. It does. Rough Which and tough dudes to our guest today, and we're really excited about our, our guest coming in. So, Bill, why don't you introduce us? So, you, uh, you guys are in for a treat today. We have a special guest today. His name is Ben Fuller, and he is a recording artist out of, I think it's out of Nashville, but he is a he, he is an artist who has a powerful testimony of God redeeming and restoring and changing his life. And so, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our, for our new friend, Ben Fuller. We love you. We love you. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Ben, we are so glad you got to be with us today. Um, I know you're uh, – thank you for your time, for taking the time with us. Can you share a little bit about – because a lot of people are like, who is Ben Fuller? Uh, ben Fuller? I didn't say Ben Filler. Wow. Maybe we can get another sip. Um, I'm, ready, a sip of coffee. I'm ready for pizza. I know. What I'm the ready heck? For, I'm ready for stuffed crust pizza right now. <laughs> That's so. my boy right there. He loves it. Thank ben, you, share, Jesus. Share, share a little bit about yourself. Share your testimony, kind of where you came from, all that kind of good stuff. Um, yeah, I was born and raised in uh, a small town in Vermont and um, you know, grew up on a dairy farm up there. Uh, my dad always wanted to be a dairy farmer. And, um, so yeah, milking cows, you know, before school, after school, um, Vermont is 2% Christian. Yeah. And, uh, so I didn't go to church and, um, it was one of those things where I, I had in my mind this, um, I don't know this, this, this painting, if you will, um, that my Grammy and Grampy would go to church because they were old and because they were getting ready to die. Right. And like that's that's that was my thought on church. It was like they're going to get right with God before they die. Um, and that that was I was taught no different from that. And so um, alongside those kind of thoughts, uh, I just had a tough relationship with my dad growing up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, men are supposed to be strong and they're supposed to be tough guys. And so, you know, my dad didn't show a lot of emotion when um when i was growing up and so you know there's nothing worse than getting the silent treatment from your father um, or you know constantly seeking his approval 
and, and not having it and not getting it ever. And so, um, yeah, I, I struggled a lot to be honest with you. And I, you know, 16 years old, I had a gun in my mouth. I didn't want to live anymore. Um, 18 years old, cocaine and alcohol, um, and sex. And, um, I basically lived 17 years, most of my adult life that way. Wow. Um, so, so how did you get yeah, into music? Because I, I mean, dairy farmer, uh, obviously you got a work ethic. Absolutely. But what was it that, that got you finally into music and discovering that not only are you good at music, but you can write some killer lyrics too. What was that journey like for you? Um, I, it kind of really started in college. I picked up guitar in college and just started playing and started singing and started, um, kind of just figuring it out. I guess I had a couple guys show me where to put my fingers and I could play three chords. Uh, and, and that kind of began this whole thing. Um, but it wasn't until I guess 2016 was the first time that I had actually started writing Hmm. Um, and writing down after that, um, I had a pretty, uh, tough relationship with a, a girl named Caitlin and, uh, we spent a year using together and, um, that ended pretty bad. And so I needed an outlet. And so music is, music is so powerful. I've always loved music so much, but mm. that's when my writing really started. Um, and I wrote gotcha. the song, me, okay. me and Caitlin came out. Um, but yeah, 2016. And then. I guess 2000, it was February 25th, 2017 was my very first show, if you will, at a, at a little dive bar nice. um, in Vermont. Yeah. Okay. So then, so then you started off in, in, it seemed like I did a deep dive into your catalog yesterday, by the way. Fantastic. Um, and if you have Thank a chance, you. I would encourage everyone to listen to it. Yeah. Because there's some great country tunes. See, I'm a country guy. My wife is uh, born and, and raised in Texas, so that's the only thing that's allowed to be played in our, in our house. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> And so, but there seems to be a transition from when you went country to now where your heart and your passion is, is more of a worship and more of like this reflection of your faith life. So what was that transition like for you? Um, you know, when I look back on those old, I kind of refuse to listen to those old songs and go back to those old videos and those old things because that, well, I don't even know who that guy is anymore. Mm. Um, I was so um, lost and looking and searching and I was trying to be somebody else. I was trying to be this country star. I was, I had, I had soaked up, um, you know, Brooks and Dunn. I'd soaked up, uh, all these different artists and things and sort of just like, this is, I'm going to be this guy or, you know, and I wasn't being myself. Right. Hmm. And, um, so yeah, I spent a year down here in Nashville, um, lost on Broadway. Basically I spent a year on Broadway playing and, um, drinking and drinking and driving. And I, it was, it was, um, I was so broken inside. I held it together on the outside. Of course, I looked like I was really doing well and things were great. And, but on the inside, I was a complete train wreck and I just was so sick and tired of living that way. Um, mm -hmm. and so God comes into my life in 2019 in the fall. He has a family from Vermont. Um, <laughs> call me up. Did you from know him beforehand? Uh, so I had landscaped with their son for a short season, but I didn't really know them that well. But they called me out of the blue, got my number through a friend of a friend, whatever, and said, can you, would you like to come over for dinner? And um, I went over for dinner and that night they asked me, would you come to church with us in the morning? And um, it was a Saturday night, you know, and I, and, and me being the guy that I am, I'm like, I felt like I owed them. 
Right. And so I, I was like, yeah, sure. I'll be there. Like I'll, I'll go. And, um, church of the city, Franklin, Tennessee, 3000 people fall yep. of 2019. And wow. I'll never forget Chris McClarney and John Reddick were leading worship. And, uh, I stood in the aisle and the, it was, it was a magnet. My heart was, I, it was a magnet that drew me into the auditorium. And I remember standing mm. there and I, I swear I heard from God in that moment. And he just said, I gave you your voice and now you're going to sing for me. Oh, that's cool. And, and, and it was just like everything that I'd been trying and striving and wanting to do, I laid it all down right there. And I just mm. said, God, if you're even real, if this is even real, if I just heard that, like, I, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And I just yeah. made a vow to him right there. And, um, within two months, my language, the alcohol, the cocaine, the sex, all the things just started leaving me. And, so um, cool. so yeah, I'm here with you guys today, two years, eight months and four days clean and sober. Praise Congratulations. Cool. That is fantastic. <laughs> That's so Crazy. cool. You said two years, two years, how long? Two years, four months, two, two, two years, eight months, eight months, four days, four days. Yeah. Wow. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it's so, you know, and it's neat cause you're right. Cause when you, now that I know this part of the story, certain songs, uh, you know, are are so focused differently, and then there's these this new f- like refreshing. I don't even know how, like yes. the word like just like a redeeming kind of kind of element. And so, I mean, so so share share your journey from there because because I think some guys, and even now, even as I'm thinking about this, like there's guys who are like, okay, God called me to this. What does that look like? What was the journey yeah. to get from where you are? You know, you know, from where you were on in in 2019 to right now. Like, what did that look like? Share share a little bit about that. Uh- uh, I mean, it looked, it looked like this is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my entire life. Um, my favorite quote of all time, since I, I've, I've really been paying attention to my life and, and what I'm doing now is from Johnny Cash. And it's funny, I kind of wrote Johnny off a lot. And, and, you know, I played a lot of his cover songs and stuff when I was doing country music. But um, mm. he, he said, being a Christian ain't for sissies. It takes yeah. a real man to live for God. Amen, brother. That's and true. I, 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 I am living this right now. And I'm telling you for everybody listening, it is the hardest thing that I have ever done. And I have done line upon line of cocaine. And I have, I have woken up in places I shouldn't have and driven home from places I shouldn't have. And some of the hardest, toughest things in my life, my best friend died of an overdose in 2017. I've been oh. through hell and back and Mm. and but following jesus has been one of the hardest things in my life but you know the more i look at it i've never taken the easy road yeah 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 (laughs) well and 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 so when i found out i found out about this i was like i got it like i gotta go i i gotta follow him yeah you know yeah and i find that the the important things in life are rarely ever easy yeah and in fact if you're finding it easy chances are it's really not that important well and i and i think the valid that it's funny because so many times in our walk with Jesus, people want to say, well, it's, you know, it's the white picket fence, essentially. Like, they wouldn't say that, but but we forget about the part in Hebrews where it talked about, and some were sawn in half, and some were fed to lions, <laughs> and we're like, hey, guys, this is really tough. So almost the validating factor, and maybe, Ben, you, you can speak into this, is when it's hard, you know you're on the right journey. Right. And, and I'm not yeah. talking about, man, I keep slamming my head against the wall. I should probably stop that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, God... I believe you've called me to this, and it's super difficult. You know, I just finished reading uh, Hudson Taylor's Spiritual Secret, and the, mm. the amount of problems 
and things that, 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 that went on, children dying and his wife dying and him pulling out his back and being on it. You know, it's like all this crazy stuff that happened. But you're like, wow, that is actually the validating factor of our journey with God is that if it's easy, it's probably a red flag to go, what am I not doing? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and that's exactly what it is because when I was serving the devil and I was on the other side of the playing field, I, it wasn't like I didn't have any conscience or, or I, I wasn't guilty. I didn't feel any of those things. And so um, that now that it's rolled out on a red carpet and I'm like really, you know, living this thing, working this thing, walking this thing, it is it's amazing the resistance um, and, and the more I feel it, the more I do, um, love wins period. And it's amazing how, when you just go out of your way to, to, to change somebody's day or just to, to lift them up or just to, to encourage them, um, the attacks, I mean, and, and that's why, like, I've met some people who just are like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm great. You know, just kind of like a sort of, I don't want to say laid back Christian, but just someone who's like, just walking this thing, doing it. When you actually are out um, evangelizing and uh, doing these things, like I, I'm telling you, these attacks are real and it's crazy. Yeah. And um, and it's some days it is scary, you know, and I've got to stop and pray. And, um, you know, I've, I've been praying for these lions, like these spiritual lions to come down from heaven and just be at my sides because. Uh, wherever I go, it seems like, man, there's something, there's a lot of good things, but there's also a lot of resistance. Oh, so, absolutely. So what would you real. say, to, what would you say to the individual who's, man, I know that I'm supposed to do this, but it's so hard. What would, how would you encourage them? What would you say to encourage them in their walk? Um, I think the most beautiful thing is, um, is, and I, and I love to, to just remind myself this is to never stop telling your story. Mm. Your, your story, nice. your life matters. And that's, that's, you are so valued and important. And the more I remind myself to continue telling this crazy story, even when I don't want to, even when I, I don't feel like it, even all these things, I, I, I remind myself that it's, I was that one person. I was that one man who was so far gone who was so afraid and it's that one person who your story is going to touch that's yeah. going to change their life yeah. and it's going to spin them around. I could never imagine being on this podcast with you guys. And I'm just so grateful because um, if you asked me three years ago, if I was going to be doing Christian music for a living, I would have laughed in your face. Right. Yeah. I would have said, what are you talking about? The only name of Jesus that was in my mouth was derogatory. I mean, he has completely flipped me upside down. Praise the Lord. Well, so, and that's funny because yeah. I feel the same way about working with Bill. So, anyways. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, let's, let, do we need to stop and pray right now? We probably I mean, do. Hello. We, we, that's <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Father, peace be still on this podcast, Lord. Thank you, Father. <laughs> no, but, but I think I think what you're what you're you're talking about is. Um, the two big challenges we have within the church, and one of them is apathy. We have a lot of yeah. guys that have kind of cashed it in. They roll in. Maybe they're ushers at their church. Or they're serving in the church parking lot, but they're not really engaged in the game. They're not really engaged in well, the fight, the, the spiritual yeah. battle that Paul talks about. Like, yeah. this isn't a flesh and yeah. blood 
thing that we're doing. This is a mm-hmm. spiritual reality that we're engaging in. And I think that's what encouraging for, for me hearing your story about, man, just getting in that worship and, yeah. and the spirit drawing you in, that magnet of the yeah. heart drawing you into something that you weren't ready for, you weren't prepared yeah. for, you weren't, you know, and there was nothing special that this couple did except I guarantee the spirit had put on their heart you need to reach out and yeah. you need to treat them yeah. to a meal and just ask. Just so ask. there's apathy within the church. And then there's, I think, a rampant addiction within the church. And where guys mm-hmm. have managed their addiction, whether it be pornography or it be alcohol or it be the golf course or it be workaholism, they've managed it to where they can see, yeah. somehow still manage life, but they've yeah. never really faced the dragon, yeah. stared it and said no. You are yeah. you. There is a treasure that you are keeping me from, and yeah. I must slay this dragon to get yeah. the treasure that God has prepared for me. Because there's Amen. my value, right? There right. lies my value. Well, Amen. you know, th- it made me made me think about this before that dinner. Where were you at in your in your life? Like, did you was there anything, or was it just man? I'm just walking. Did you feel like God was drawing you in? Did you see? Because because a lot of times we look at you know you know th- those of us who know Jesus and we see someone who's lost or someone who's hurting and we're like it's not time yet. Or, you know, they, they feel like they shouldn't, they don't have enough courage, you know, to step up and ask, kind of share where you were, because I do feel like that's something to speak into. There's a lot of people that are like, what, what can I do? And literally having someone over for for dinner is the easiest of things. But it's like, where were you at before that moment in your life? You know, I felt several times throughout my life, several really big times throughout my life, uh, as you know, most of my life as a functioning addict, but also stonemason, um, you know, stone masonry is like my first trade. And I, I remember so many times building, you know, and the, and the, the, the no pun intended is I built walls my whole life. Oof. And I literally mm. like, I'm going to write that song and I don't know when, but, but, um, so many years I felt these little pulls every now and then inside. And I had no idea it was the Lord speaking to me, but, but I felt that calling I was made. And that's where that, that's where that, um, in the song who I am, uh, remind me again that I was made for more. And I kept yeah. feeling I'm made for something else. Like there's something calling me. There's something else out here. What is it? And I remember always feeling that, but, yeah. but the, basically I had just reached a point of, I am so sick and tired of doing this mm. over and over and over. And everybody's bottom looks completely different, but right. by telling your story, what you do and you don't even realize this but by telling your story you give permission to somebody else to tell theirs so so and, um, and it's it, beautiful yeah mm, absolutely and, yeah. and it, you know to, to to pull on that thread a little bit sharing the story paul was passionate about sharing his story yeah. like i mean he's yeah. the one that was like dude if you have something that you can be proud of i got more but it's all mm. junk it's all trash compared to the greatness of christ yeah but then yes. we fall into the church where there's so much there, there's so many times that God is calling us to share our stories, not the the pretty happy stuff, yeah. but the hard stuff, yeah. and and mm-hmm. the church just falls silent, yeah. or they default yeah. to one guy on stage with a microphone that's the paid professional, yeah. and we forget the yeah. power of that common guy like you and I sharing yeah. our story, saying no, 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 I do have this struggle constantly. God has yeah. redeemed me, yeah. but this struggle continues every single day. You, you know, you know what's yeah. interesting is it, you're right. The power of story, and I know we're kind of moving into that direction, right into the power of story. But like, there is something really cool about it. It's hard to argue with someone's story if that makes sense, right? So, so even yes. in the midst of our world where people are like 
I don't want to hear about your Jesus. And you're like, well, honestly, that's really all I've got to share. Right. And, and it, but it's wow. not formulaic. It's just, no, Jesus mm-hmm. changed me. I think that's it because, again, you said I'm made for more. That's one thing we talk about consistently here is John 10, 10, yep. that, that, God, that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly. And it, it's not riches. It's not fame. It doesn't have to be those things. But wow. it is the power of our story to go, time out, you, I don't care what you think about me. This story is yep. real. And actually, this account of my life is Jesus has changed me. So I don't care yeah. what you say about me. It really doesn't matter because Jesus changed me. And so that's where we, it becomes believable. That's where yeah. people see it and they go, well, I, I, I don't know about this Jesus. I don't know about God. I don't follow him. I don't know. But, but and that's where this, you know, that cover of mercy that just released that, that we did. I was so blessed. But I'm living proof. And they see that of what the mm. mercy of God can do. And they go, oh, my Lord, I don't really believe in this. But this guy is different. Yeah, this guy has changed. Like maybe there is something. Maybe yes. this mystery is real. And that's what I tell people is like, I don't know the Bible. Well, I've been following Jesus for three years. And I tell people that this is what I found through everything that I've been through so far is that the mystery of God is what keeps me coming back for more. I know what the cocaine did. I know what the sex did. I know what the drinking and driving did. I know what all those things did and none of them worked. And so the mystery of God is what continues to have me come back for more because I don't know what he's going to do tomorrow and he might do nothing. But guess what? It's better than what I was doing. Right. I can tell you that. So so you're sitting down, you're having coffee or you're having pizza with a guy and he's on the edge. You can see he's on the edge. He's been trying (laughs) to live that (laughs) tombstone. We know. Exactly. Um, (laughs) He's on the edge. What kind of what would you encourage them? Like, what would you say to a guy that? is realizing the things he's been trying has not panned out. Maybe the midlife crisis has kicked in, and he's yeah. like, man, I, I, whatever I thought my life was going to be, whatever I've been doing is not getting me what I need or what I desire. What would you say to that guy at that time? You know, it's funny. I just went through this with my brother-in-law, and um, to be perfectly candid, the, the, him and my sister have been um, just going through some really tough stuff, and um, you know, they've been watching me. Uh, and my family, you know, has been watching me going, what is this Jesus thing? What is this God thing? And, um, you know, uh, my brother-in-law called me out of the blue three weeks ago and he said, bro, I need you. Like, I think your sister's going to leave. I don't know what's going on. And he said, I need you. And I said, no, you don't. You need Jesus. And he didn't want to hear it. And and that's fine. And I told him this and I said, you know, the beautiful thing is I didn't want to hear it either. And I said, I didn't want to hear the name. I didn't want to hear anything. But um, I think that the best thing that you can just lead with is love. And um, and he came down and, and to Nashville and spent a week with me. And uh, it was the most beautiful, incredible. Um, I just got to love on him and just um, be his friend. And I think that that's what we just, we have to just, just the way that I walk out on stage is, and this is, this is, and I don't know the part of the Bible that this is, but this is what I'm, I've been, I'm seeing in this moment right now is, is when John saw Jesus in all of his glory, in all of his splendor and magnificence, he just wanted to like crawl underneath a carpet, right? And hide because he couldn't, Mm. you know, he's like, I, he's so beautiful that I can't see him. I don't, I can't, I can't, I don't deserve to look like that's when you crawl out under a carpet in front of a whole lot of people or just sitting next to someone in a coffee shop mm-hmm. and you and you put yourself Paul be all things to all people 
be like the Jews to win the Jews for God, be like the poor to win the poor for God. If you put yourself in their shoes and, and you just listen, yeah. And that's all I did for the week is I just listened to the complaints. And yeah, I don't like swearing anymore, but I had to listen to a lot of swears. You have to really kind of endure a lot of stuff. But, you know, we the Bible tells us that we'll have to. Yeah. So um, I think listening, just being just saying, hey, man, I'm here to listen if you just want to talk like and open that door, um, because I could say a lot of things and I could preach a lot of gospel. But I think listening um, is really the most important. And, and he opened doors, God opened doors between my brother-in-law and I that just were so beautiful because he just poured his, he just poured his whole story out to me and I didn't even ask him. I just, I just sat there and was like, man, I'm, I'm here to listen, bro. And, and it just, boom, it just fell out. So, you know, but, but again, you're, you're hitting on something really powerful again, disenchanted people that are like, what can I do? And, and, and just being available just being available. Yes. And I think you said something that I would love to speak into. You know, I mean, I think there's this, this, this feeling or belief that we have to know a bunch. Dude, you know, first thing, you know a lot about the Bible because you're living it. And I think that's where I think a lot of, a lot of people get it wrong, if that right. makes sense. Is, yeah. is there like, you know, oh, I've got to learn more before I can go and do something. Right. And I'm like, yeah. I know of a story, and I think I shared it on here at one point. There was a, a guy, I think he was in like, it's either Africa or China. I don't know. We work with a lot of missionaries. But the, the guy came to know Jesus. And the next day, he got on his bicycle with his Bible, which he, which he was given, and went into another town and banged a drum and just said, and it kind of had everybody come out. And they were like tribal cities. They weren't like, we're not talking about mm. developed, you know, we're talking third world, you know, situations. And he would share the gospel. And sometimes wow. the entire tribe would come to Jesus. Sometimes he would get the crud kicked out of him. And he'd wake up the next yeah, day bloody, get back on his bicycle yeah. and go and do it again. But all he knew was Jesus saved me. That's mm. it. And wow. God used him. And so, so I think you're right. I think there's this, this belief that, oh, well, I've got to know all this stuff before I move yeah. forward. It's like the people in Vermont, I mean, I, and I, I don't know them, so I'm putting some assumptions on, even if they just knew that Jesus is the yeah. only hope in the world, John 14, 6, the way, the truth, and the life, it was like, can you come to church? They did their part. And I think we forget, we think we've got to have this huge resume. Or that it's up to us. Yeah, yeah like it's it, just like you said, Ben, it's not up. Like it's, the whole journey has been about Jesus. Like when your brother in law is like, I need you, you're like, no, you don't. You need Jesus. Great. That's all we need. It's someone else said it, it's like one beggar mm-hmm. telling another beggar where to find bread. Yeah. And so, amen. You and know, that's and, exactly what it is because I've been through it because I've walked through it. And I think he found that, that commonality. He was like, hey, you've been through this. What did you do? Yeah. How did you fix this? How did you change? Yeah. And that was the one name that changed everything for me was the name of Jesus. And that's what I told him. I said, you aren't going to want to hear this, but this is his name. And, and, and mark my words, you will come to know him if you really want true salvation, if you really want freedom Amen. from this. And, and I think the beauty is, though, is that I still struggle with things. Like, and I'm, I'm very open. I've had a struggle with porn. I've had a struggle with lusting. I've mm-hmm. had a struggle with 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 pride. I've had a struggle with performance. God just convicted me of that. Like I'm, I'm in no way, shape or form perfect. And I believe that when you put yourself out there and you talk about those things, which I do on a microphone, I'm not ashamed of it. Hey, this is a struggle and I'm a real man. I I think we lost him for a second. See if he'll click back in. 
Dude, the guy's speaking some serious stuff. Yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we can get him back in. Hopefully he'll just click back in. We'll see what we can do. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, but I think that's it. It was rolling in like this whole thing of, man, God has great opportunities for each of us to walk in and say, God, this is, this is what you have for me, this moment. And so being faithful is what he's saying. It's just being faithful to what God is. And it's not this thing about, I need to know all this stuff. I need to understand more about Ecclesiastes before I can start inviting people over. In fact, that's the opposite of what it is, is that really it is not on us. And it's through his power alone that we have the opportunity to actually go and, and bring hope to hopeless people. And doesn't this absolutely fit everything that we know to be true? If it's difficult, chances are you're on to something. And we've never had the technical issue where a guy just dropped off, right? No. And now we are like, huh, okay. Um, yeah. That's interesting. And so Hopefully I know this to in. be true. Um, that uh, some guys out there need to hear him and his story, and some of us need to be tapping into his music, yeah. not to give him numbers or whatever, but because what he's saying is resonating in the heart and the soul of, of us yeah. who need to be reminded that God uses broken vessels, yeah. um, God uses honest vessels, and he's desiring us to share the story that he's weaving and sharing and, and transforming and redeeming in our own lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the bottom line. So if you haven't yet, I would encourage you to go out, Ben Fuller, yeah. Um, check out um, he has, his latest video, Mercy, just dropped yeah. um, like two days ago. And it is absolutely, I played it 20 times yesterday. And just, it was Can you fantastic. hear me now? Yes, there he <laughs> is. We got him back. Praise hey, the Lord. Would you, be- would you believe the devil hates all this? My phone, <laughs> my phone, my overheated. It said it's too hot because <laughs> the Holy Spirit has made the phone too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that it's is okay. great. Man, this is anyway, so, so I'm here. Good. I'm back. No, you're good. We were just talking about the value of story, of, of the fact, maybe that's the theme today is, is man, your story matters and to boldly proclaim yeah. it because no one else can, can refute your story. Well, and be honest Amen. with it. That's the other thing. Like, man... Gentlemen, if there's a if you have a chance this summer to just take a day alone and go for a hike or go yeah. fishing or whatever, yeah. or eat a tombstone be, pizza and some coffee, be, right? Don't be distracted yes. by the activity. Take some time to just honestly be bare before the Lord and say, God, what is your story yeah. and where are you working redemption in my life that I may not yeah. even be ready for, but your spirit wow. is taking and tackling. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, with that in mind, wow. Um, well, well, now Ben, is there because I know that we we cut you off, but is there anything that you before we get into our other segment, is there anything that you want to finish to share with these guys with the, with, with all the listeners? What would you want to share? Um. I think it would really be, I'm just really feeling the don't ever stop telling your story mm, yeah. because mm, it's, yeah. it is the power of the blood and the word of your testimony has been the most powerful thing that I have ever been a part of. And just being able to tell the truth and be yeah. vulnerable with somebody, all that does is, is allow somebody to be vulnerable back. Yeah, love it. yeah, and it's so it's so beautiful, and so yeah, it that that is that is how I've been leading my life is just being so vulnerable. Then the next person they can't help but be vulnerable with you, no matter who they are. It doesn't that's matter it, who they are. And I think it does. They it will takes be vulnerable courage. to you if you're vulnerable with them. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where the courage is shown is is going. Okay, this yeah. isn't about me. And even when you're saying like you're just confessing you know with the mouth confession is made you know and you know for for healing and i think it's even like it's not just us it's the next person goes oh wait a minute i can be authentic too 
Right. So like, I'm going to put my heart out there on the table too. Amen. Uh, and I hope that you don't stab it. Oh, oh, you didn't stab it. Okay. Well, here's, yeah. here's your heart, you know? And so it's just, or even if you exactly. do stab it, I still survived. Exactly. I'm still going to be okay. I, I'm still okay. And yep. I still got the things that matter most to me. And that's my faith in Jesus Christ. <sighs> Love so. it. All right. Yeah, so amen. to get wow. to know you a Very little bad. bit better, Ben, um, we have a little segment um, that we uh, like to do. Uh, it's cheesy, but it's fantastic because we get to know uh, the dark recesses of individuals' story. Speaking of cheese, you know, I had a really is, good pizza yesterday. <laughs> and it, I'm it is hungry right now. I need pizza. I'm like, I'm ready for Red Baron or Tombstone or DiGiorno or Domino's or pizza. It doesn't matter. For crying out loud, it doesn't matter. Notice yeah. he didn't say Little Caesars, which I appreciate. Thank no, you very much. Nice. <laughs> That's not even pizza anymore. We That's all have our sport. We have our standards, guys. We do. Okay. We do. All right, so it's yeah, time to go into the fast five. And so, Bill, take us through the questions. I'm awesome, excited to awesome. see what we hear. Okay, Ben, what would you have for your last meal? <laughs> not pizza. Not pizza. Lobster. <laughs> lobster. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Northeast boy lobster. comes out. Yeah. Time out, you know, just like, you know, I'm from yes. Albany, New York originally, so I'm used to Vermont, bro. What? Yeah, I'm okay. from upstate New York. Yeah, you so are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we had all the Cabot Creamery. Yeah. Cheese is supposed oh. to be white. This is a universal upstate thing. Cheese is supposed yes. to be white. I don't know why yellow yes, cheese Lord. came out. Interesting. He understands. I don't know where it is. The yeah, only I white cheese I... It, I don't know where it... <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's all good. Okay, number two, Stranded Island. If you're on a Stranded Island, what's one album or musician you would want to listen to forever? Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. You know who I'm obsessed with is um, Dallas Green of City and Color, this band called City and Color. Dallas um, Green. I've voice, never heard of if you don't, Oh, you've got to look him up. He's just, I don't know what it is about. His voice is beautiful. I don't know if he's a Christian or not. I have no idea, but um, he has got me his music has got me through a lot of really hard times growing up um and you'll just really love his voice he's he's uh he is an he has such an angelic voice um i could listen to him forever city and color is the name of his uh band city. I believe. okay you get it yeah, dallas yeah, green yeah dallas <laughs> yeah. green nice yeah. i'm gonna check that out dallas green nice yeah, okay so just, what is what is your guilty pleasure um oh my gosh antiquing what that's awesome a, okay help us out with that <laughs> that's so vermont Bro, I, by the way i i'm such an antique freak that i i don't necessarily always buy something or a little something but like man i just love strolling antique stores and like yeah. it, it honestly has become an addiction where if i'm in a town or whatever i will instantly like if i know i'm going somewhere i'll be looking up where the antique store is in the town and i will beeline <laughs> there before or after like i need to be somewhere i will That's i will make awesome. time for antiquing yeah well if you so. when, when you come here there's some great antique stores because my wife loves the antique and i just like to follow my wife and so i'd be more than happy <laughs> to show you where they are because they're pretty amazing that sounds great. Yeah, I'm such a man of the 1800s, and so I really love all that stuff. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, sign me up. Yep. Sounds good. Okay, so so we we had this question a little before, but what is one word your wife would use to describe you? Um, I think sincere. I was thinking about that. Sincere. Nice. I, I would hope that I would hope that someday when I meet her, she would just she would know how sincere mm. I am in everything that I do. And that that's I mean awesome. what I say. Yeah. And I think that's what Jesus has allowed me to do is just to tell the truth. 
and um, to, to be truthful and to never lie. And so I just, I think sincere is a word that I would hope that she would say about me. That's a good word. That's, That's a, a good word. It's a good word. Sincere. I like it. I like it. Okay. How do you want to be remembered when you die? Um, that I was all in that Ooh, I was completely nice. all in and that, and that I walked this, I'd not only talk the talk, but walk the walk and people could see yeah. me and just say, you know what? He loved Jesus with his whole heart and he followed him no matter what. And I, I really want people to, to know that about me when I leave. It's like, you know what? He was, we believed him. Mm. Wow. We, mm. we that's believed good. him. Yeah. No, that's good. Yeah, we that's believe good. Yeah. Okay. So uh bonus question here uh, is, is what biblical character would you want to have lunch with, not Jesus? Because that's the that's the um, Sunday school answer of everybody. Of course, once you know, it's like everyone wants lunch with Jesus. Totally is. You know who I want to have lunch with is Peter. It's mm. my boy. And I feel like I've been that Peter to my I've been Peter to my friends, and I've been Peter to so many people, and I literally have denied him with my mouth, and um, I want to just. Peter was right there with him, you know, and I, I feel like mm. I just would get along really well with him because I've wanted to say things so badly and feel things so badly. And I've said the other thing. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I, I, I feel like him and I would have a lot in common. Lunch with Peter. That sounds yeah. awesome. Ben, it has yeah. been a privilege and an honor to have you on. And uh, obviously the Holy Spirit uh, wanted to keep you going <laughs> and the devil wanted your phone to shut yeah. down. And so this yeah. has been yeah. awesome. Thank and now you're going Again, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be on tour uh, with Zach Williams in the fall. you have anything going on this summer? you be any, any dates this summer? 17 Christian music festivals, actually. Nice. So, yeah, uh, it's benfullerofficial.com. We've got the tour schedule on there, and you'll be able to see all the festivals and things that I'm at. I'm all over the country, and I'm nice. um, really, really looking forward to, to, uh, to all that. So, yeah. so if you happen to see him out at one of these uh, festivals and uh, you heard the podcast, let him know uh, the impact it made. And, uh, man, Ben, thank you so much for spending time, for sharing your story and encouraging yeah, other guys yeah. to share their story. Wow. And uh, may yeah. all of us be as honest as we possibly can with the story that God's writing for us. Yeah, your story matters. Yeah. And so go out and share it with people. Absolutely. Great Ask job, Ben. Yeah. Thanks hey, a lot, Ben. Thanks. Thank you. Love you guys so much. Thank you. And I look forward to having pizza with you and or steak. Or both. <laughs> yes, we can do Ooh, both. Uh, we can. <laughs> steak on pizza. Can we do oh, that? Praise God. Good yes, it sounds yes. amazing. Guys, thanks for listening today. Check us out on Instagram at Known Legacy, uh, Known Legacy Ministries on Facebook, uh, knownlegacy.org to connect with us, yep. stay up to date with what's going on with us. And uh, if follow us, that would you say, uh, follow us on YouTube. Yeah. That's a big thing because we are new to the YouTubes. And well, so we need some followers on there. We do. We do. So we can live stream on the YouTubes. And info at knownlegacy.org is a great way to tell us and uh, let us know what you guys are wrestling with and where we're at. And Bill's always good at replying to that stuff. So um, make sure you make that happen. So God bless you guys. Ben, God bless you and the journey that you're on. And uh, man, may your music continue to stir the hearts and the minds of many in the years to come. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the No Legacy Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So email us your questions or comments to info at nolegacy.org.